WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and today we're talking about those coveted gold statues in Hollywood known as the Oscars. I'm joined by first-time guest Jesse Edmond of Nuts and Bolts Improv. Welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. How are you? Not bad. So I should note that about two years ago, we had a live podcast. <laughs> I think it might have been Don't Think Twice since you're into improv. Mm-hmm. And I told Jesse and his wife, you guys should come on the podcast anytime. And now I'm keeping my promise. This isn't anytime, yeah. <laughs> I did not specify what year. <laughs> it could be anytime. Uh, our next guest is not only a friend of the podcast... I'd say a BFF, if you will, of the podcast. Jackie McGriff, whose official title is uh, photographer, movie super fan, slash person who loves to listen to the Interstellar soundtrack while driving alone at night. Yes. How are you? <laughs> That's all true, right? Well, no, it is very true. We, yeah, that's um, that's another discussion we had on a previous podcast. It's a callback. Our yes. listeners oh, will absolutely. like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for my title. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get started with this chat, which I'm sure will go on for a while, be very exciting, <laughs> I have an announcement. Uh, the Littles Theater One will be hosting an Oscar party this year. It's Sunday, February 24th. 8 p.m. is when the Oscars start. We're going to be live streaming it. Uh, we'll have doors open at 7 p.m. We'll have a cash bar, wine, Beer from Rohrbach, uh, popcorn, and more. All the Anything awesome that you can picture in your mind, we will have. So it's more of a casual party. So in past years, you could dress up. So in this, you can. If you want to wear a tux or a swan dress, you can. But if your thing is more comfy clothes, like a jeans or sweatpants or a onesie or a wig inspired by the favorite... You can do that. We're very relaxed this year. So we're going to have more details uh, at our homepage, thelittle.org. So for you listening, stay tuned, and we will have details. And Jesse and Jackie, uh, what's your ideal Oscar-watching uh, atmosphere? Um, so normally this is just at my house, um, live tweeting, and also, I guess if you want to call it, it's not really live Facebook, but I am... Basically, I have my Twitter linked to my Facebook. So whatever goes in the Twitter, that's what's getting sent out on Facebook. So it's just me watching and um, making people laugh on social media. I love following your, your Twitter account. Just, the Oscars, yeah. So usually we, we feel indignant about the same things. Like if yeah. there's a snub or, yes. or someone we're happy for, it's usually mm-hmm. pretty similar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so for me, um, it's a little bit of a complex answer because – for a long time, I didn't really care about the Oscars. I was one of those guys who's like, eh, the movies I like aren't going to get picked or, you know, not the movies I like, but, you know, I I know what my favorite stuff is. And usually it involves somebody wearing tights and a cape. And, um, uh, but um, my wife eventually kind of convinced me to, you know, watch, you know, it's an event and, you know, we'll sit down and watch it and stuff like that. And um, but I, finding the perfect atmosphere has yet to happen. There's a good chance that I may join you at uh, the little this year, nice. and hopefully find that 
It'll be fun. We'll be tweeting. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, I mean, I would love just more people to chat with. So yeah, yeah obviously, if you totally guys are there, there, that would be terrific. Yeah. I love. And that. we will be doing a podcast after the Oscars too, which is always an interesting oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the the podcast we did after the year that Moonlight won, where oh, they had the La La Land announced and then Moonlight. That oh, was oh man, that was gold for the podcast. <laughs> Something like that would be terrific. Uh, so I'm gonna start off with Best Picture, the main prize. So here here are the nominees. We have Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is now playing at the Little, The Favorite, which is also now playing at the Little, Green Book, playing at the Little now as well, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. And I will note that six of these movies have played at the Little this year. The only ones that haven't so far are A Star is Born and Vice. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? Are you, is there a, a picture that's missing here? Or is there something that you really, ha- is there a favorite here? What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, it's so- tough. <laughs> <laughs> I started off with a tricky one. Uh, um, okay, so I'm happy to see Black Panther up there. Um, I think it's the su- first superhero movie to do that, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so awesome on that point. I loved it. I just... I'm kind of in between. I'm kind of in between because I'm like I'm happy for it. Dora Milaje. Oh, of course. And he's wearing a shirt. That yeah, that's awesome. Um, so it's okay. The, the listeners can see us too. Of we have yeah. so they know. Of this. course. Um. All right. And so no, I'm happy for Black Panther. Um. Just if it if it wins, that would be awesome. If not, I guess I'm just not like feeling either way. Like if it wins, great. If not, like I'm not completely crushed. Um, but, uh, what I haven't really been seeing getting a lot of Oscar buzz that should, um, is actually on here is Black Klansman. Um, I was just kind of, it was kind of frozen, like after watching it, like the credits are rolling and I'm just like, this movie, I, like, I, I was just like spellbound, like, Oh my gosh, like this movie was amazing. It's based on a true story. Yes. John David Washington, also known as Denzel Washington's son, um, is in it. And, and you know, and he got he, snubbed. Yes, he got snubbed, but we'll get to that later. Because <laughs> oh, you yeah. know I have so many feelings about that. Um but yeah, Black Klansman, I I would love I would love if that won. Um another picture I and I I, I don't know I don't know how I feel about like I, I don't know, I guess like whether or not this is exactly I hate to use the term but Oscar bait. Um but one I would have loved to see up there would have probably been either Sorry to Bother You, which I thought was amazing. And I that, should I thought that I should have at least gotten an, an original screenplay yeah, yes, nomination absolutely. because there was no screenplay that was more original oh, than that mm-hmm. one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um also a couple of others and these were just like my personal favorites but also just like wow why is this not getting more buzz? Um White Boy Rick I really enjoyed and Annihilation. Oh, I loved Annihilation. Yes, Annihilation. Oh man, I'm Alex like, Garland, yeah. Oh, Ex Machina so was yes. his previous film right. which blew my mind and did win an oscar mm-hmm. um that won a screenplay one yeah so i i, th- I kind of was hoping annihilation would but a february release it just didn't uh, it just didn't get the love but i mean black panther when was black panther released it's february yeah that's yeah, true exactly. wow that's a good point <laughs> thank you very much yeah. <laughs> like, well, also black panther research. got a lot more visibility and that's a lot true. i mean it was a box i think it was the highest grossing movie of the year mm-hmm. uh we don't have anyone fact checking so i can just kind of <laughs> say whatever but it was at least one of the one of the favorites so yeah. What, what about you, Jesse? What are your thoughts here? Well, I think the the fact that this is such a rounded 
uh, pick for for best picture more so I think than ever before. Um, you know, proves that the that 2018 just had a lot of really really good movies, like you know movies that I mean there was a there's a superhero movie on here. Mm-hmm. And when you say, hey, there's a superhero movie on here, it's not because it's a superhero movie. It's because it's a good movie that says something. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what I always want to see with the best picture is that it's a movie that says something and that does something that we haven't seen before. And to do a superhero movie in that way is, you know, Ryan Coogler deserves all the credit in the world Mm -hmm. because he told this superhero story in a way that resonated with people that never wanted to see a superhero movie before. Right. Um, Black Klansman, I mean, I was I was stunned yeah, yeah. at the end of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember sitting in the theater, you know, with my wife, and we were just like, you know, just sitting there blinking, you know, and um, – and but that's such a it's such an, a great movie. Those are probably my two favorite movies of the entire year mm-hmm. overall. Um, you know, and then you've got like Bohemian Rhapsody is on this list for one reason. Um, by the way, I have managed to somehow see all of these, although I didn't watch all of Roma because I kind of ran out of time. But I but I gave it. You know the gist of it. I, I know the gist of it. It's also. It also features a lot of Queen music, oddly enough, right? Roma, yeah, that was a weird thing. Um, but uh, but Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, is on here because of that concert footage at the end, and um, and that it's it. And if you watch a side by side with the the movie footage and the footage from the original event, which I remember the original event because I'm an old person, um, it was so exact. It was so perfect, and. And like that's a feat. That's a cool feat, and it was moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think everything's on here for a reason. The one, the one I will say, I could do without, or I could replace with a lot of other options. Um, and all, all four of your options, Jackie, would be perfectly appropriate. Is Vice, mm. because Vice just seems more of the same. Vice is more. Here's you know, here's a bunch of white dudes telling you how white dudes feel about white dudes being bad. <laughs> and like, I feel like, like that was the, you know, the, the, the big short mm-hmm. and you know, it was made by the same people. It yeah. was yeah. made by yeah. the yeah. same Adam McKay, <laughs> whose best movie is Anchorman. Right. Oh, Anchorman could have gotten a nomination, <laughs> <laughs> but, but not, but I haven't seen vice, haven't but, seen vice yet. but that's why, because I, I think I, ha- I was watching it and I'm like, it, it seems like that. It seems very satisfied with itself. I'm just judging it from the trailer. That's just that was my reaction when I first saw the trailer. If I was going to replace this with a self-satisfied movie, it would be on the basis of sex, because that movie I found way more moving, um, and and very powerful, and I thought it had great performances, and it was just kind of ignored. Um, maybe. It, now I'm thinking, uh, did it come out in time for the Oscars? I was thinking, well, I don't I mean, it was released at the Little in January, now playing at the Little, showtimeslittle.org. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like sometimes, I don't know exactly when the cutoff, so it, maybe if it started in like New York and LA yeah. before, I think it right, may, I it think just, it, wasn't it supposed to start on Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it probably did make it and 
I don't know. I, I all the RBG movies just bring them all on. <laughs> just bring them all. Bring them all on. Um, Best RBG, RBG uh, movie has a category. <laughs> we uh, speaking of so RBG. I I felt that last year, 2018, was the year of the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's great documentaries a lot of years, but last year there was popular ones. It really mm-hmm. was the focus of conversation with a lot of people, and that was led by RBG. Mm-hmm. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. documentary. And I felt Three Identical Strangers, yes, um, which maybe was my favorite movie of the year. And two of those got snubbed, the only two except for RBG, which we'll, we'll talk about snubs <laughs> in a second again. But um, I, I just felt like any of those movies could have been even best picture as well. Like, mm-hmm. why, why do you have to have it just best documentary? Mm-hmm. Um, same with animated movies. Uh, for superhero movies, Black Panther blew me away. Um, I'm not as big into Marvel movies as some people, <laughs> Jackie. Um, oh, just yeah, because, yeah. you know, one of my problems, and, and especially with like Zack Snyder DC movies, mm-hmm. is some of these action sequences are so long and repetitive, and they well, just kind of Zack Snyder. They bore I me. Mean... But in Black Panther, <laughs> the action scenes were so original and mm-hmm. fresh, mm-hmm. and just everything about it was just a fresh breath of air, and the acting was amazing. Like yes. some of the best acting was yeah. in this superhero movie. So I'm like, well, that's going to be the best superhero movie of the year mm-hmm. until uh-huh. Spider-Man Into the oh Spider-Verse came Let's out. Let's talk about that for a second. Which should be a Best Picture <laughs> nomination. Yeah, seriously. I was going back and forth as to whether or not I should call it the best Spider-Man movie or the best superhero movie. But then I I'm like... both are legit. I'm like... Oh, should I say it's like I think honestly it was like one of my favorites of the year because I I saw I've seen it twice I want to go see it again and I'm just gonna keep seeing it again it's because so I was just like this is so amazing the way the animation is done the soundtrack the voice acting I mean the quick quips with uh, like between the main actor whose name I can't remember but him and Jake Johnson were just. Oh my gosh, it was it was just incredible. And like the messages in it, just everything, literally everything about that movie was mm-hmm. so so good. And the fact that it's only like nominated for best animated rather than best win. picture. <laughs> oh my gosh, it better win. Like I love you Incredibles 2, but Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse seriously deserves all of the recognition. It's the same with Spider-Man. It's like, okay, Peter Parker, I love Spider-Man or Batman probably are my favorite heroes, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, we get the story, but this was so Fresh and new. Miles Morales mm-hmm. Miles finally Morales. gets finally gets a movie. Exactly. And then all the alternate Spider Mans are great. I mean, John Mulaney as so Spider Pig. So good. I was <laughs> so crying good. laughing. <laughs> and normally I don't rave this much about a movie that's not at the little just in the podcast because I'm a total shill. But man, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. And yes. Scott, I'm going to correct you, but only because I'm a huge nerd <laughs> and I have to butt actually at least once. Um, the name is actually Spider Ham. Peter Porker, the oh, spectacular yes. Spider Ham. Yes. <laughs> Spider Pig was the from the Simpsons. Movie. Yes, you are, you are correct. <laughs> this is but, why I need a fact checker. I just say <laughs> stuff and I just make it up. But um, one of the things, like I've I've read comic books since I was three years old, and um, you know when you're that deep into that, characters like Batman and Spider Man, they kind of grow old to you very quickly so i know you love those characters um i immediately thought oh you're gonna hate what i say next but um when you see original takes on those on those characters and things you know i never need to see batman's parents die again that just doesn't need to happen Mm -hmm. i'm fine with 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 never having that happen again that's why my favorite batman film is lego batman 
you know, like that's it, it de- deconstructs what Batman is so perfectly um, in so many ways. And when I look at Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Homecoming was immediately my favorite Spider-Man movie because it's like, I didn't see Uncle Ben die. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I never once heard the words, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> like, I just, you know, the the all those things that, that are just part of this these mythologies that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse just, like, turned all that on its head. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I, I watched it. My, my jaw was down. I, the whole time it had a style I've never seen. I didn't even think of it as a movie because I felt like I was in this like really cool cartoon for a moment. And then I had to go back to the real world after that. Yeah, I felt it reminded me one of my favorite things growing up was watching cartoons, either Saturday morning ones, or mm-hmm. when you come from home from school, they have the Spider Man cartoon back to back with Batman, Batman the Animated Series, yep. X Men, mm-hmm. and I just love watching that. And it just gave me that feeling of like being young again and just watching something, yeah. watching this fresh story. And like you said, it, it turned everything on its head. I didn't know what to expect. It's like I don't. I'm so sick of the same mm-hmm. Spider Man story, but. When, when they had twist in this one, I'm like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. the um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything, but the I'll bleep you out if you do. Oh gosh, you get no, bleeped. No, 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 no. There's a point in the there's a point in the movie <clears throat> where I was in, like, I just I felt exactly what you were talking about. Like I just felt like I was transported back to being like five or six, and it was just like this is this is the reason why I love movies, and it's um. Oh, it's with the song "What Up Danger," so mm. it's that part in the film, um, which I, I seriously I listen to that and elevate like on the soundtrack every single day. It's crazy. This is how obsessed I've become with this movie. Um, but it's at that point where I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is like one of the best things I've seen. It's so good. It's so telling. There's almost no dialogue, and it's it's just like a perfect moment. And yeah, it's like this is the reason why I love movies. There's there's only some free movies like I'll see throughout the year that I'm like, this is the reason why. This is the reason why I watch movies, and that was one of the moments in mm-hmm. that movie. So, and why can't something like that be best picture? I feel like we're <sighs> so we gotta fit into these small little boxes. It's like, oh, that's a good movie, but it's not a best picture. It's like, why not? Like it was my favorite movie. That, like we universally people are yeah. agreeing that it's an awesome movie. Yeah. And, you're going to tell me because it's animated, not only animated, but gorgeously animated. Like mm-hmm. it's, the animation is brilliant in mm-hmm. that, that it can't be best picture. And I think, I, I think a lot of that though is, is just this holdover to, to old Hollywood, which um, there's a podcast I listened to uh, unspooled where they kind of break down mm-hmm. all the, the different uh, films throughout the years. And like, there was a period of time where like every year there was a few Westerns that were nominated for, <sighs> for for best picture and that's that stopped Mm -hmm. and then but people would say oh yeah and well this is the way it's always been which to me is the worst reason to say anything i hate it when people say (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like well that way is wrong (laughs) like yeah that doesn't make (laughs) it's always been wrong (laughs) it doesn't have intrinsic value um but i think too that when you know when you get past the point where like you're seeing i i always defer to like the pianist like yes you know it has a hilariously dirty name but still <laughs> it does it's um you know yeah, that it's that, point of the podcast, it's that kind of like <laughs> mm, 
it movie like mm-hmm. and it's very specifically staying this thing in this way and that's what you're supposed to see and it's like no not everything has to be you know um uh uh, uh citizen kane like mm-hmm. not everything does right no i wish we could get to a point where you can watch a movie and not think okay yeah this is definitely going to be nominated as, mm-hmm. as the oscars and on the op like the opposite side of that too like to view something that before was wasn't typically Oscars to be like you know what anything at this point like could be nominated for best picture and have it be in any genre whether yeah. you know you know it's it's a drama versus a comedy versus a western versus a sci-fi film i mean i i want to see like that like sort of transcend i just wish like we knew the kind of people who were voting for all of these movies, you know, like, okay. Yeah, and their motivations. I, yeah. I think there's some good articles on there looking yeah. into, uh, and some of it you don't want to hear the stories of the Oscar voters because it's like they they should <laughs> they not be the entrusted with this important <laughs> task. And and unfortunately, a lot of these movies, too, are not only the same, but it's always a movie, and it has to be directed by a white man, um, mostly white cast. It's like there's no diversity, and and. The Oscars have gotten better to some degree, but think about how many women were snubbed. Like, no women filmmaker? Are you, are you, like, that's absurd. Yeah. The, so the most talented filmmakers, arguably, are women, yes. and, and yeah. not any of them got nominated. Yeah. I don't know. So this is kind of going into our next next talk, which is some of the snubs, um, which we've kind of dipped into a little. <laughs> Do you guys have a feeling of something of the biggest snub, or what was the your first thought? What outraged you the most jackie Uh, i know you had some outrage as soon as i looked at the ballot i was like good lord um okay my first (laughs) which is not a good that's not what the academy wants (laughs) so like oh my god you messed that up so much okay so it's the fact that again going back to black Klansman, the fact that adam driver gets nominated Mm. for best supporting and john david washington doesn't get nominated for best actor first of all not to slight adam driver because i thought his performance was great but it's about it's about john david's character like that's what the movie is about and he gives this amazing amazing performance i mean he's part of the reason why i was like stunned at the end of the film because i'm like oh my gosh and it's again you have that feeling of like or you know, like going into the film, like it's 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 a it's based on a true story, and here's this young actor like taking that on, and it's got, I mean, there's so many different like layers around that character because he's a he's an African American at a time where I mean I want I don't want to say at a time where they were being treated horribly because <laughs> we're still seeing some of that. Um, but that's Shaking a my head. different that's a different <laughs> yeah. discussion. Um, but anyway, like. But that's why that movie's so relevant. Exactly. That's why it's important. Exactly, exactly. And so just to see him play that and play it so well and him not get nominated, but his co-star does. I, I don't. That just angered me to my yeah. core. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, so. And I don't know. And I see a lot of things. It's like, okay, he is Denzel Washington's son, but he gives such a star-making turn that he should not be known as, oh, Denzel Washington's son. It's exactly. like, he is his, like, He's he, his own person. Like, that was a superstar performance. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that was the first time that Spike Lee got oh nominated. Like, do the right thing he wasn't nominated. Seriously. Or what? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, so. 
that 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 was one. I will let Jesse ha- before I go <laughs> before I go on to anymore. <laughs> before you rip the mic up, exactly. out of the table, well, slam it down. Like like just talking about performances that have that have been snubbed. Um, I'm actually gonna point out a performance that I thought was probably one of the best female performances of the year, and that's uh, Tony Collette in Hereditary. Um, and a movie like Hereditary is never gonna show up on this stuff. It's just not. It's a horror movie. But it's it had a lot of weird. family drama in it. And, oh, so and elements much so. that I think the Academy would like. And I, I agree with you. She was absolutely brilliant in that. A great performance. I actually can't even say that I really enjoyed the movie because it doesn't tick the boxes for me that mm-hmm. I like in a movie. But watching it, I, I had to appreciate her performance because it was amazing. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's so much a snub as a. Hey, you know, along the lines of what Jackie was saying, wouldn't it be great if this could be considered? It wouldn't yeah. be great if everything was considered equally. And yeah, that movie. Uh, I, have you seen Hereditary, Jackie? I have not. So yeah, <laughs> it, I, it freaked me out in points. Mm. They had the most brilliant marketing uh, scheme, and I think I've mentioned that in this podcast, where they hooked people up to heart rate monitors and they did the heart rate mm-hmm. challenge, mm-hmm. so you could see uh, the like when it spiked in the movie, which is. About at like the 30, 40 minute mark. Any, anyone that's seen it is going to know exactly the scene. And then at the end, where you just, it's like off the charts. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I was the same way as you, Jesse, where I was like, I really appreciate it. It was really well done. And I'm like, I think I like that. But it kind of left me, I don't know, feeling not so great. But I was like, but it was a good movie. But it's definitely wor- one worth checking out. And one of the reasons is because Tony Collette's performance. Amazing. Which is, mm-hmm. which is so, so very good. I think my snubs are some we've mentioned. Um, Won't You Be My Neighbor mm-hmm. and Three Identical Strangers, I think, oh had to be gosh. at least the documentary yes. ones. And um, we had this last year. I was pretty convinced that Jane, the Jane Goodall doc, would be nominated. Oh. Um, and it wasn't. And um, our resident doc expert, uh, Linda Maroney, who is our one-take festival director mm-hmm. and director of a one-take series. By the way, one-take film festival in April. Tickets on sale now, otff.org. Um but she said her theory was that the Academy does not like popular ones. Like Jane was very popular and they don't go for these blockbuster ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that was the case here again with uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor and Three Identical Strangers. And I mean, it wasn't for RBG, which was perhaps the most popular one. But mm-hmm. I thought that was a huge snub. Uh, like we mentioned, Sorry to Bother You, I thought oh, it should have gotten mm-hmm. some love. Boots Riley, I mean, that was just off the wall. That was oh, wild. My God. That script was so yeah. bold. I loved it. And that's yeah. why I, I, why I want to see in a movie. Yeah. And I know some people are going to see it and hate it, especially the last 20 minutes. But that's why I liked it. I'm like, that was such an original, smart satire that just, yeah, it was, it's a cliche to use the word mind-blowing, but I think it's apt there. That was pretty mind-blowing yeah. film. Yeah. There, there's a lot. That, there's a lot. <laughs> to unpack in that movie seriously just like with the themes alone and everything and again the, the acting was amazing the huge twist like i just and it's and it's so just like off the rocker as a movie but at the same <laughs> time it's it's like this was a really good like i thought at least like i thought it was a really good film it had a lot to say oh it did um yes. and uh it, again well acted well directed i thought this was really good and the fact that I was like, well, when I didn't see them up, when I didn't see it up there on the ballot, I was like, I mean, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, like, give more art house films, like, just more like independent, like, films a chance. I, 
because it was so it was so different but again so well done and uh, I, yeah, I was just disappointed. You said it's off the rocker. I feel it's so far off the rocker. They they took the rocker and shot the rocker into the well, moon. Well, there you go. I think it's, that's more it's, accurate. It's absurd. It's crazy. My two other snubs, I don't know if you guys have seen either of these. Uh, Hearts Beat Loud, I thought should have got a nomination <gasps> for Hearts music. Kiersey oh. Clemens was, that's the yes. first movie I've seen her in. Also, and her voice is incredible. Yes. Oh and how God. was that music not nominated? It kind of reminded me of Churches. I don't know if anyone listens to the band Churches. I've um, heard of them. And, and Nick Offerman. It's Nick Offerman and Kiersey oh. Clemens in a band. Like, who doesn't? That was my feel good movie of the <laughs> it year. Was, yeah. Which I think is streaming on somewhere. It is. It's seen. definitely, I was sitting there going, it seems familiar. And then you said, uh, Nick Offerman. I'm like, oh, that is definitely in one of my cues somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Ron Swanson. It just yes. the music is genuinely catchy, yeah. and I just felt so happy watching it. It was mm-hmm. a good story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I I loved it. I wish I you know I knew it wasn't going to be nominated for anything, but mm-hmm. except for maybe the music, which right. was completely snubbed. And and their so- main song in it is called Hearts Beat Loud, right. and, and it's a good song. Yeah, I don't know why it was snubbed. Um, my other one is. Uh, Eighth grade, mm-hmm. I thought Elsie mm-hmm. Fisher should have gotten some love for that. Maybe even Bo Burnham, who wrote and directed so it. I, I mean, Elsie Fisher is young. Was she like 14 years old? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and she was just so – her range in that in that film really made – I'm like – it was vital. They, she she made that movie. And I, I think – again, it's like, okay, we don't want to nominate a young person for Best Actress maybe, but – she absolutely belonged in that category, I feel. Her performance in that is troubling in the same way that like a lot of horror performances are, mm-hmm. where like just beneath the surface you feel like there's something that's gonna explode. Mm-hmm. And and that and it's and it's there for the throughout the whole movie. It's very tense. Mm-hmm. I found myself very, very tense watching that movie. Uh, especially during the car scene, perhaps. Oh, we won't spoil it, but I mean we'll say yeah. just say the car scene and, and you guys can watch it at yeah, home. It, it's it. it's like disconcerting. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, it, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to spoil anything in the movie, but I think it's ultimately a positive film too. And that's, that's another thing that I think gets snubbed sometimes by the Oscars is if you have a positive overall message, you know, well, we don't, you know, <laughs> we, we want to hear the, the, the garbage. We want to hear the crap. We we talked about this in our last podcast. It was Adam and I agreed that there's a scene in there where, where there's a date. It's kind of toward the end. And they, they eat chicken fingers with a bunch of dipping sauces. And then they watch Rick and Morty. And I'm like, that's the perfect date. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so th- those are the snubs. So. This next one, I'm gonna you're gonna have to use a little creativity for this question. Okay. So you're not the Oscar czar, but you're the assistant to the Oscar czar, and you can add any one nominee to one category. So this kind of goes along with our snub. Okay. Which what are you gonna add? What are you gonna use your powers for? It could be something we already have uh, talked about, discussed, or it could be something completely different. You have the power. Are you gonna? <laughs> yeah, a lot of great responsibility so with this many. with this power. Ah. Um, I'm gonna throw this out there because uh, it was my immediate thought. Um, best original score, uh, Spider Verse. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. <laughs> that's the hill I'll die on for that. Jackie's one. our resident score expert, oh, so, so if you're getting her no, approval, uh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> uh, just everything about Spider Verse. Um, yeah. Before I go on another tangent, um, <laughs> tangents are welcome. You know we like tangents are welcome. But we, you know like, we like your we'll tangents. We'll be here too. for like another hour. Um, <laughs> I do have to eat dinner at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, 
Oh gosh, this is difficult. Um, because oh, uh, I have like honorable mentions that I would want for at least either, if not best picture, maybe original screenplay. Um, but two that I would put in there. So this was literally out for like a minute uh, last year, but American Animals. I really oh, enjoyed that. Yes, one. me too. Have yes. you, Jesse? Did you see American Animals? No. Okay. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to explain okay. this one? Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so literally, you this should was watch like, it. It's good. And so I saw this at the little. Um, yeah. And uh, it so it's about it's based on a true story about these four college students. Um, and it's basically so to simplify it, um, b- without spoiling anything, um. It's it's a heist movie. Okay. So it so if you go watch the trailer, it plays off as a heist movie, which which it is. But at the same time, there there's the way that it's presented in the trailer versus how it plays out in the movie is actually very different from what you'd think. Like, and that surprised me. I know exactly heist what you're movie. talking about. Exactly. So I'm like I'm look I'm watching this and I'm like wait what. What and then like, <laughs> like usually when this happens when you see something in a trailer and then you watch the movie and it's something completely different you're like oh god why but like this was well done like this like had that shock value that was also like pleasant I don't know if pleasant hmm. is the right word but it was like you were you were pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. I guess is the better term by it and I don't know. yeah like you said it's based on a true story and the heist is not what you think like when you're thinking of heist I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will go to bank right. but they're, they're, it's a heist of a library and they're, yeah. they're stealing these rare books that are worth millions and mm-hmm. these are college students these are not mastermind criminals right. um, <laughs> so it gets and, and the actual heisting I thought was perhaps the most oh, intense God. sequence yeah. uh, it was it was just <laughs> I'll have to check this I, it's out. not a spoiler because the whole story is that they try to do it and things I, I think it's fair to say things do not go as right, planned. Right. Things go wrong, and it makes it very intense. And but the also, way the I don't, story is told is... I don't think this is a spoiler to say how the story is told, that it's... No! Do you think it's a spoiler? Yes, it definitely was. I mentioned I was like, it in my little newsletter. Uh, well, hopefully people it? forgot. Hopefully, hopefully people <laughs> forgot the newsletter, because I feel like I really? that's a big... I feel like that's a big thing, It's though. just the format of it. Can I say it? I want to say uh, it. Okay, so if you guys think this is no. a big spoiler, you, you can... <laughs> Pause for one minute. Jesse, you, you can hear Jump forward for Yeah, exactly. I, don't, so, I never care about spoilers. So the so. way what's on it's, okay. The way so the way it's told, you watch the trailer and you're like, oh, it's it's obviously a narrative film, but it's part narrative, part documentary. So they have the re- the actual people that were involved in this heist, they have interviews with them. See, I feel like that's a huge spoiler. Oh, really? Because <laughs> yeah. it was in a lot of reviews. I just didn't, I didn't reviews I, Well, see, okay. So Although I, don't I didn't know read, it going in either. I don't read reviews. I just go, like, I just watch the trailer and then go straight to the movie. Like, oh, this is something I want to see. And then I go watch it. And then not having any knowledge, have, not having, like, looked it up or anything, just watching it in a trailer and be like, yeah, I want to go see that. And then going to go see it and being completely, like, blown away, like, oh, my. They're, they're telling the story like this. This is amazing. See, I thought it was a selling point because it's, okay. again, someone doing something differently that okay. I have not seen before. Right. And it was the way they do it. They kind of have fun with, you know, how your how memory memory is a tricky thing. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't remember yeah. scenes exactly how people do you probably don't remember it correctly right. yeah and they kind of have some fun with that when yes. they're recalling hmm. it yeah. and it was just a very entertaining movie and then it gets to that heist scene which is just 
bonkers and intense oh and you'll be gripping your, your seat and the, the 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 so the woman who plays aunt lydia um in the handmaid's tale she's in she's in this for anyone who watches the handmaid's tale um who is she is she the librarian she's the librarian <sighs> So the stuff that happens to her, <laughs> I have, in my brain, I'm like, that's Aunt Lydia. She deserves what she gets. But then I was like, no, no, this is a completely different no, Anyone who treats a librarian poorly. I know, I know. But it is Aunt Lydia. <laughs> Be nice to your librarians, hand- people. <laughs> <laughs> that's the... Okay, so yeah. if you turned off for a second so you thought there was a spoiler, you can turn back on. Right. We're done. Not quite a spoiler. <laughs> but, it, but you actually, I, I do agree with you that I was also surprised yeah. by that. The way mm-hmm. the storytelling was, yeah. and I I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. So I had a number two. So there was sorry, there was American. <laughs> Never Animals, apologize. And I really liked White Boy Rick, and I feel like it didn't get a ton of like buzz about it. I've not seen it, so I can't it, comment. I liked it a lot. Yeah, too. and didn't they pluck the kid from like yeah the projects in Ohio or something like that? And he hadn't. The, or or... the actor, um, yeah. I I know he, he came from relative obscurity, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was a case of okay. necessarily to that degree. But okay. but I mean, his performance was was felt very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot about that movie felt very real. Yeah. It's also I have this I have this weird love of like the things that people remember and revile about the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and that very much just immersed it in everything there's like right. track suits and gold chains and i'm like yeah i love that yes but Absolutely. uh i i thought that was a really good i i enjoyed it a lot um not everybody did um that's unfortunate yeah i mean i like <laughs> i don't think i don't think my wife Kristen. uh Future guest of this podcast, probably. Um, <laughs> oh, she'll be on. She'll be on. <laughs> yeah, I invited her two so years another ago. Two so. years, <laughs> another two years. Another two years. It's funny because it's true. No, <laughs> she she could be on post Oscars. We'll, we'll we'll make it work. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Um, <laughs> it, but like there was, I, I mean, I just I do feel like there was just a lot of really good movies this year, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that you could do Oscars that could really make everybody happy in that way. It, it's so subjective too. Yeah. I just. I still feel I can get outraged. <laughs> and one of my outrage things that I mention every year on the podcast is I think there should be a best comedy Oscar because comedies don't get love. Again, horror movies, animated movies don't as much, but especially comedy and horror because they don't have their own category. Mm-hmm. So if there was a best comedy category, what would be your guys' pick for it? So I'm going to go with Blockers. And Blockers is a is a gross out dumb like those one of those typical comedies that you have seen for years and years and then you watch it and you're like oh there's like a heart here that like it makes you feel good i like movies that make me feel good um i agree that might be a going theme <laughs> with this but um so hereditary didn't make you feel good weirdly not not super great it made me feel pretty bad yeah like it made me feel super bad <laughs> Um, but, uh, but blockers, like it just, it just kind of, it, it subverts itself, which is one of the things that I, that I also love. I, I'm always on TV tropes, uh, the, the website falling down rabbit holes and I'm obsessed with tropes and, and those things. And so anytime movies subvert those tropes, I'm like, Ooh, that's a thing. 
and um, and Blockers manages to do that. And it's John Cena as kind of this like doofy idiot. <laughs> like like it's it's just a fun performance from him. Um, it's um, oh why can't I think of her name? She was in This Is Forty. Lovely um, man. Yes, you know she's the lead in the movie, and she does an amazing job. Well, it's kind of like a reverse uh, American Pie, right? In a way, except for maybe it focuses on the. I haven't seen it. It's at the top of my list because I heard yeah. it was funny. But I, I thought I heard that somewhere. It takes the American Pie stuff and just kind of pushes it over. Because American <laughs> Pie, if you watch it nowadays, is very problematic in a lot yeah. of ways. Where yes, it, and, it, and it takes all that problematic stuff and kind of goes, nah, like, like <laughs> let's not. Mm-hmm. Let's not do those things. Which is, again, a fresh, re- refreshing way to watch movies and see that. Mm-hmm. Jackie, what's your best comedy here? All right, so I have a confession to make. I don't really watch comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Should I ask you to leave now? Uh, or? Probably. Um, I mean, if it's if it's at all telling, one of my favorite comedies is Blazing Saddles. <laughs> that came well, out Blazing when? Saddles is great. I mean, it's great, but it also came out in the seventies, and so and so I'm like, I yeah. As far as comedies, go, I am someone who enjoys like dry humor and with like American comedies being what they are I'm like I don't know yeah I I can't really I don't really find all of them like a lot of them funny which is why I normally kind of like skip over comedies whenever someone offers I'm like yeah no like let's go see a drama or or something else um but I do think I do agree with you that you know if you're going to if the Oscars continue to like count out any one genre, then I think they should make like a best comedy, a best horror, because mm-hmm. otherwise, then I'll include all yeah. genres. Because, I mean, yeah, like if you're watching a, a comedy or if you're watching a horror, but there's also like this element of like real humanity to it. I feel like that should also be up for consideration. So, although I don't watch. I don't really watch comedies as much as I should, maybe, possibly. <laughs> yeah, um, <you> don't, yeah. <laughs> but I do think, yeah, that it should, if it's not going to be inc- included, at least among like consideration, it should definitely um, have its own category, comedy, horror, I forget, even, well, we're not doing as many Westerns, they're starting to come back, but until then, just, I, yeah. Although the Ballad of Buster Scrubs, oh yeah, Scrubs right. uh, which I does get watch. some love on here, okay. and yeah. um, I didn't, right. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I started watching that, and I'm a little bit obsessed with it. I just haven't had okay. time to go back. I haven't either. Yeah, but I it's need Cone to go Brothers, watch it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but if you look at um, you know the last few years, Get Out and Big Sick, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. Oscar worthy horror or comedy right. respectively, yeah. Oh, yeah. and like I mean, The Big Sick had. To me, the funniest joke I've ever heard in anything ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, which nobody thinks the joke is funny at all. Um, well, the big sick was my pick for best comedy last year. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked that. I really liked um, that. Movie. Yeah, I thought that was maybe even that could have been. But that was one of my favorite movies. But I think I think that the the fact that those movies are coming out is why there was that whole thing with like. Oh, we're gonna have the best popular movie, huh? Oh, I'm so and everybody hated it. <laughs> Yeah. And they dropped it. Well, yeah, and the problem, if you did do a Best Comedy, Best Horror, is then those films uh, would not be nominated for Best Picture because they have their own category, which is what True. happens to documentary mm-hmm. and animated. So, yeah. so it's a tricky balance. I just mm-hmm. like... 
the idea of picking the best comedy. And I feel it's subjective. You could either do just purely the movie that made you laugh the most, which uh, for last year I said it was The Little Hours, which I don't know if you've seen this with Alison Brie, um, no, Kate Minucci, uh, Aubrey Plaza oh. as nuns, the raunchy nun movie. I've heard that's amazing, it's, too. I was crying laughing. But again, I picked The Big Sick. I thought The Big Sick was a little more rounded. So it's either the one movie that makes you laugh the most or the best movie that is a comedy. So for me, the, this year, the one that made me laugh the most was Game Night, which I thought was a very great surprise. I was crying laughing at that as well. Uh, but I think my pick for this would be Eighth Grade, which had elements that weren't comedy, but it also was funny, and it was just... Uh, a great movie so that would be my pick for that what about a category too like um like best streaming only or you know or would that be a totally different award show entirely uh, well we don't want to give the streaming only love here we, we're supporters of independent <laughs> art house theaters it's like netflix what's that that's <laughs> true that no that's very true but like i i feel like there's there are times where there are films that that show up that are shocking like um the one I always go back to is um, uh, is uh, Idiocracy never had like a real thea- theatrical mm-hmm. release, mm-hmm. and because it just nobody wanted it. Yeah, and which was fr- it was from Mike Judge who did Office Space, which no one wanted Office Space either. Right, so. that's true. <laughs> um, you know, and I guess I guess um, I don't know. I guess my question is like like where do those movies get some love? Like. You know, do you just find a way to show them someplace? On podcasts like this, they get lost. That's, that's right. That's <laughs> well, right. It's funny that you mentioned idiocracy. So we were uh, we are screening Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 at the little, at the end of March. We're teaming with writers and books. So we were talking about Blade Runner, which the original one takes place in 2019, which mm-hmm. we are now. So we were talking about movies that are trying to predict the future. And I had brought up idiocracy. I'm like, well, the one that predicted the future the best was idiocracy, which is not a good thing for us. It's no. a, a very bad thing, but... But, but if you look at what they predicted, it's it's where idiocracy reigns reigns supreme. And I mean, listen, just just a tangent from that. You know, we're in the evil timeline. There has to be an evil timeline. <laughs> That's what I said in November 2016. Yep. I, I said we're in the darkest timeline. Yep, we're in the we're in the evil timeline. That's why I have the full beard. <laughs> There's a good version of me out there. With clean shaven face, and um, and eventually I have to go kill him. I well, I am actually a twin, so I'm feeling in this dark timeline. Perhaps I am the evil oh, twin. twin. Am oh, I? Man. I don't. It does feel like we kind of subverted into a timeline that should not exist. Yeah, and it's like things are. It's like, is this real? It feels like it isn't. And yes, it's the evil timeline. And we've <laughs> entered that forest and annihilation. What is it called? The Shimmer? The Shimmer. shimmer. We've entered the Shimmer. Which, funny enough, the Shimmer is actually not a term in the book. They really... I'm going to go on another tangent. (laughs) See, Jesse, this is what happens. You could warn Kristen or not. Maybe she'll enjoy it. No, she'll love it. But the the book is great, but the movie, they're totally separate entities, and they're both awesome. And uh, one of my friends, I I didn't fact check this, but I like to believe it's true, said that the director of that, Alex Garland, and the writer, Mm -hmm. it seems like he almost read the book once and then wrote the script off the memory of the book, (laughs) which I love that idea because then it's like the basic, there's some basic things that are the same, but there's a lot that's different. And 
and it totally works. But but yeah, you're right. In conclusion, we perhaps are in the shimmer, and we're all doomed. And it's not a good thing to be in the shimmer. I don't. I don't feel. That's that's what I'm saying. Like we're. He he said we're in the evil timeline. I said the shimmer. Yeah, just evil timeline (laughs) shimmer. It's like can we please go to the anti-shimmer? Yeah, the pleasant, the happy, compassionate. The Mr. The, the the timeline where the Mr. Rogers documentary oh, wins Best Picture, yes. and we're like, yes, that is the 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 best timeline. Yes, yes, which is. I feel that's another reason that movie's relevant today. I mean, there's people picketing Mr. Rogers' funeral, and they had Fox News clips or people what? saying how awful Mr. Rogers is for children. Yeah, and you're just like, are you like, are you guys living in a different universe? But hang now? on, yeah. hang on, though. We are getting. A Mr. Rogers movie mm-hmm. played by Tom Hanks. So there is still a chance. Mr. Tom Hanks, fan of the podcast. Yes. Listener yes. of the podcast. Exactly. Hey, Tom. <laughs> I waved. <laughs> because again, we're, we're filmed. <laughs> oh, man. But no, no. But So there is a chance that a Mr. Rogers movie could oh, win yeah. an Oscar. I, it already has my vote. I Just don't even saying. have to see it. Exactly. Playing at the little fall 2019, I'm sure. assuming. I don't know that for certain, but I, would be, <laughs> I, I will demand that we get it. Okay, so we're kind of we've really got off on some tangents, and we got to eat dinner soon. So, final thoughts: What are you know? We, there's a lot of categories, and we like to do our own at Oscar talk here. So we didn't go through a lot of these nominations, and um, I feel people can probably look it up if they want. But are there any final thoughts? Anything that we that we just must talk about before we before we go eat food? Um. <laughs> I'm just hoping that the the best picture is a shocker. Um, that it's not either A Star Is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, or Green Book. Even though I still haven't seen Green Book, there's a lot of controversy like surrounding Green Book. I've read a few articles, and uh, it just feels like kind of like icky to me that that like that would win because it won it won Golden a Golden Globe right for best drama. Yes. Um, and so I'm like, uh, I hope I hope that best picture is a surprise, and that it's and then also like across all of the awards that not one movie is sweeping. I don't know. Like my my opinion could change because I still have to see Vice, Roma, and Green Book. But um, I don't know. I'm just hoping that we get some like shockers and that Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Wins best animated feature, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I just, I, <laughs> Spider Man, if you're out there, you're invited to the podcast. Exactly. We heart you. All right, Jesse, what, what, are, what are your final thoughts here? What, whichever what Spider Man you happen to be, you know, <laughs> which one? Yeah, not, if you're Spider Man, not Spider Pig, because I want to be Noir Spider Man. Noir Spider Man's awesome. Yes, Spider-Man um, Noir. which was Nicholas Cage. Yes. Oh yeah, which is the best. That blew my mind too. <laughs> um, my, I mean, I think my final thoughts are, are you know. I I was kind of dragged kicking and screaming into watching the Oscars um, when I started dating the woman that is now my wife. And um, my experience has been that you kind of have to enjoy it for what it is, not like what you hope it, it could be. Um, here I am talking about the, the worst universe, but I'm going to have a very positive (laughs) message because, you know, when when you look at this ballot and you look at the ballot from the last years, mm-hmm. it's progressively the, di- the the level of diversity has increased every year. Um, this year, the first um, the first Native Latina mm-hmm. ever as a Best Actress mm-hmm. in uh, y- 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 Yelitsa Perico. <laughs> 
that was terrible. <laughs> I'll Nobody... dub in the, the correct yeah. pronunciation for you. <laughs> a um, totally different voice. I'll be my voice. Um, but I mean, you know, like, and her performance was amazing. Um, there's the, like to see it, to see it change, to see it evolve over the last, since I've started kind of watching it again has been kind of the enjoyable factor of it. And then, you know, now I'm starting to get into the spectacle a little bit. I guess I'm not as jaded as I thought I was. Part of the fun, I think, is to be upset about it or be like, this was my favorite movie. Yeah. Why is this not on mm-hmm. there? And mm-hmm. Again, I, I agree with you guys on the best picture. If, if Black Panther or Black Klansman win, I would be very happy. If the favorite wins, I'll Jump be happy. I, I thought the favorite had my favorite screenplay. Mm-hmm. Every single line of that. I, I feel I'm going to go watch it again. I, I think there were some, some lines that I missed. It was just so sharp. I, I thought it was such a good script. and I didn't know who to root for in that movie. Like I, I Oh, they were all cruel and that's horrible. The point. Like, well, that's what <laughs> I So I was awesome. just like, what am I you supposed for to do Felix. with this movie? Because I'm like, I watched a uh, I watched The Lobster, loved it. I watched the. Did he do Killing of a Sacred Deer? Was that also yes. him? Yeah. So, not that I loved it, I thought it was well done, but that was another movie I didn't know what to do with after I watched it. But, like, the favorite, I'm like, because I'm so used to, like, I guess maybe that's the telling, like, the brilliance of the film, maybe, but, like, at the time and still now, I'm just like, I want someone to, like, root for or cling to, and I didn't have that, and I wanted that. And the favor didn't give me that. Well, they kind of, <laughs> I thought they kind of subverted. I thought at the beginning there was someone who they wanted the audience to root for. Right. And then that, you're and then like, oh, she's you're like, she's a monster. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so. there is someone to root for in the favorite. Felix, the fastest duck in the city. Oh, that That's or Nicholas right. Holt's character, actually. He was hilarious. <laughs> he was. Yes, he was awesome. And because of that glorious wig, yes. which again, <laughs> if anyone wants to wear one to the little Oscar party, February 24th at the little theater, theater one. <laughs> Wear your wig. Do it. <laughs> We're fine. So, yeah, I'd be fine with any of those. And, I, again, the favorite I would like for screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a fun night. I always I enjoy the Oscars. I, film Twitter is a good is, is an interesting place to be uh, during Oscar night. So. <laughs> for sure. All right. Any final thoughts? Do you guys want to give a shout-out to anything? I know you guys have a lot of projects going on. You want to give a shout-out? We have millions of listeners, so it's very good. <laughs> to give. Why are you laughing? It's true. <laughs> um... Nothing, because I'm trying to avoid getting on a tangent, because I know people want to go to dinner. Um, So (laughs) all I'm going to say is I will see you at the Oscar party on February 24th. Nice. Cool. She was paid to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am going to plug a couple things. Um, uh, Nuts and Bolts has our 19th anniversary show on February uh, 16th. I was ready with that, and then I. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't the 24th. I would I had to bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so the week before, if you're not doing anything, come on down. Uh, we're at Comedy of the Carlson. Tickets are on sale right now. You can find us on Facebook. Um, if you look up Nuts and Bolts or NAB Comedy, uh, you can find me and follow me anywhere. Um, you can find Doc Palindrome. That's D O C P A L I N D R O M E. 
Um, if you find Doc Palindrome, it is me. I am Doc Palindrome on all the things because I always will be. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll hyperlink to uh, these in, in the text on our cool. website so people can just go on a sim- simple click if they're bad at spelling and they don't want to do that. And I know you have a lot of podcasts. And I have to give a shout out to Nuts and Bolts. I, uh, last time I saw you guys was Fringe Festival. Loved it. And, and kind of a funny connection, uh, the last Oscar party that we had at the Little uh, was before I worked here, but Nuts and Bolts uh, hosted mm-hmm. it. And, and would um, speak during the commercials during the intermissions of it. So it's kind of a fun connection as well. So, so thank you. Thank you. A million thanks to my guests, Jackie McGriff, Jesse Edmond. Please follow them on Twitter. Check out their stuff. They'll be back in the podcast. We promise <laughs> it won't be two years. <laughs> thank you guys for coming out. Can't wait for the Oscars. I'm sure we'll, we'll be chatting again. Uh, Movies in a Microphone, brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break.